On this episode of Hit the Deck, we review a documentary about a piece of gear that's really managed to stick around. This online media company known as Hockey Tutorial, they sat down with the man that invented the Titan hockey stick. Titola! Plus, the Tampa Bay Lightning are really on the ball with introducing the sport of hockey. What this program does, called the Guide of the Thunder is that they go from the beginning to wherever they want to go, these kids. And it's rare to see a hockey player get hit by a Zamboni. Sadly, that is not a universal luxury. Quick story, (laughs) I got hit by a car, and um, I'm not dead. All this and more on this episode of Hit the Deck. And theme. And the home of the... Welcome to episode 132 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And we are happy to be back with you this week, as ever. And you know what? Just because we are so happy, you deserve to know who that we is. So jumping right into tonight's starting lineup and goal as ever, I am number 35, your American rhino, Gary McComiskey, and of course, my stalwart co-host. On defense number four, I'm James Sajazi. How are you, James Sajazi? Living the nightmare, but how are you, sir? <laughs> um, okay, thank you. I'm um, doing all right. Hey, cool. uh, James, mm-hmm. my friend, old buddy, old pal. Anything interesting happened this week? Why, funny you should ask. <laughs> Thanks to the American Rhino and his amazing ability of getting incredible tickets to incredible events, we were able to go to my very first and only WrestleMania, which was a thrill and a half. So thank you very much for including me in that American Rhino. Oh, well, it was my pleasure. And it was my first WrestleMania as well because it was local to our area. In New Jersey, not that our area is New Jersey, but we, you know, we are in New York. New Jersey is part of the tri-state area. Or as WWE kept referring to it, in the shadows of New York City. So, uh, yeah, it was at MetLife Stadium. And and if you follow our Instagram, then you saw where we were. And, and, you know, because we posted a couple of pictures up there this weekend from the event. And James, I, 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 I think you overstate the issue. Because if you saw the Instagram, you saw that the seats that I got were by no means incredible. We were up in the nosebleeds. So uh, $107 face value for, you know, a ticket several rows from the top of the stadium. Uh, it's just it's just uh, highway robbery, I say. Yeah, well, whenever we're dealing with Vince McMahon, that's a part of the game. But uh Great event. The the wrestlers performed as 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 advertised, and uh, I, I I enjoyed it. I really think, considering they were really really good seats, because we were right by. Okay, yeah, we were in the upper deck, but so be it. It's an event that 
just to be there is is a thrill enough and plus they had a bunch of the uh titan trons all over the stadium so we were able to see what we needed to see uh we could hear the uh the wrestlers from where we were with the slamming of the mats and smacking and punching and stuff like that too but it was just a, it was a thrill and it went really late too but i think all things told thank god the weather held up too by the way longest wrestlemania in history i believe really yeah uh seven and a half hours including the pre-show and uh funny you should mention the weather because it did hold off although apparently right after you know shortly after we left it poured yes and you know you you talked about hearing the punches and kicks and things i actually i found it was the opposite i mean i you did hear the big booms from when they kind of slammed the mat and i'm sure that the ring is miked so you get a you know that stuff reverberates through but but just the little noises of people like being thrown into things and and the grunts and what have you that i'm accustomed to hearing that didn't reach us up in the up in the top and all the sound that did reach us it took literally a second or two to get to us so it was it was a little disconcerting but you know i agree with you it was a fun experience all around yeah really thank you very much for getting the tickets and and just having the opportunity of being there and enjoying it with my dear friend, American Rhino, so thank you. And the hitman was there, so I was thrilled to see that. He's in the Hall of Fame, and thank God he was okay. You heard some crazy fan attacked him, apparently, at the induction on Saturday night. Way to go, Barclays Center, and I apologize on behalf of all Brooklynites everywhere. Uh, actually, James, I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm just going to interrupt you to, to sure. kind of redeem the statement that you just made. In fact, this wasn't just some random fan. Apparently, this is some guy who's like an amateur MMA fighter who's had a long history of, you know, making kind of threats and, and having a grudge against things that the WWE does. And he's, he's apparently mentally unwell. So I don't know if he was local to Brooklyn. Uh, it was just on our watch. I, you know, the, the fact that uh, it happened in Barclays Center, that, that's uh -huh. all, you know. And just one uh, more, just one more note on the seats that we had at, at the actual event of WrestleMania on Sunday, which was in MetLife Stadium. I will say this, James, you know, even though we were way up there, apparently we actually had a better view than a lot of the people in the lower bowl. Because if you remember, James, as we were sitting there watching the event at one point, I believe it was during the Randy Orton, AJ Styles match. We heard a lot of chanting and cheering and booing and stuff coming from the lower bowl, and we couldn't figure out what was happening. I thought it was something to do with security and a fan or, or fans in the crowd, because that's usually what happens when uh, just a section of people start going off on their own with something that seemingly has nothing to do with the event. But in fact, what happened is that some of the lights that the WWE had mounted on the truss above the ring were shining directly in their eyes oh. all night long. Ooh. So they couldn't actually see anything going on in the ring. The only way they could follow the action is by watching the screens like us. And they paid a lot more for those seats than we did for ours. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. That's Not that I'm gloating, but, you know, it's it's just remarkable the way these things work out sometimes. Yeah, because that's a great point, too, because I remember because we follow the WWE on Twitter and Instagram and so on and so forth, that they at least a week before the event, mm. they started building the, the ring and that big thing over it, the, the canopy and, and the the uh, LEDs mm -hmm. and all that. And they installed their own lights around the stadium, too, that weren't just MetLife Stadium uh, lights, but the WWE. Mm -hmm. So you figure that they wouldn't they 
plan ahead and, and test and all right. Um, I feel really sorry for those fans, but hopefully that they, uh, but you said, you know, they didn't, they didn't rectify that. They just kept shining the dang lights in their faces. Apparently there were two. There was a yellow light and a red light. The red light wasn't so bad. People could actually see when the red light was on, but the yellow light was blinding. Oh man. And Terrible. also supposedly this is not the first time this has happened. This has been a thing that's happened pretty consistently over the last few years. Oh, well, you heard it from your uh, uncle American Rhino. So WWE fans beware. Yeah. And just a couple other things, non-hockey related before we move into the actual program of the show. So uh, apropos of nothing, I happen to be watching the Mets and the Braves game and oh, and the Mets just hit a home run. Fantastic. Good for you. Uh, who was that? Ligaris? Whoever, whoever just hit the home run. No, not Ligaris. Oh, Alonzo. Oh, another wow. Alonzo. Yeah, he's on a tear. Anyway, not important. Uh, yes, it I, is. I mean, for us, yes, but not for the <laughs> listener. Sorry. So, okay, so we have. I had the Mets game on, and they're in Atlanta, and they happen to be showing the Braves mascot, who I wasn't familiar with, who's kind of like a gray bear, almost bear shaped guy with like honker horns coming out of either side of his head and his name is blooper and my wife asked me what he was and i had no answer because i don't know but i was just wondering if you think blooper was conceived as a portmanteau of Braden looper I was going to ask, whatever happened to Homer the Brave? That was their old mascot. Oh, I didn't know about Homer the Brave. What was what <laughs> yeah. was Homer? He wasn't politically correct, apparently. So, <laughs> was I, I guess it was a Native American caricature. Yes, yes. Okay, that that makes sense. I thought it was a great name. I Homer was going to say Brave. I like the name, which is about the only thing about the Braves that I like. Exactly. I don't know. I'm not familiar with Blooper at all. But that that's a Braden Looper. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> he also has an ATV like the Philly Fanatic. Uh-oh. Oh, just to add on to the NL East rivalry between those two teams. Mm-hmm. And the Mets have to deal with these clowns. Thank yeah. you very much. And uh, but, he was also talking to Noah Syndergaard before the game. Doesn't he know? I, I guess not. He hasn't been warned. Okay. But uh, uh, so one one last thing, James. This is, again, not hockey related. But since we're talking about it and I just experienced it. So... If you, I don't know, maybe you've seen advertising, um, but the uh, Amazon Prime just debuted season two of The Tick. Amazon Prime being Amazon's own version of the streaming video service, uh, in addition to all their delivery stuff. So if you recall, James, and I'm speaking specifically to you and more broadly the listener, but I don't know when the listener was born. I know when you were born. So I know, you know, when you grew up, if you recall, James, there was a a cartoon when we were young, The Tick, an animated uh, children's cartoon on Saturday morning. And I loved that cartoon. It it was fantastic. Some of my favorite lines uh, from that, that show. And so it was based on a comic book. But I never read the comic. But uh, so after after the cartoon went off the air, they tried a live action series on Fox that didn't go very far. I think they only released nine episodes or something. It really wasn't very good. And uh, but the reason I bring all this up is because last year, Amazon debuted a new live action tick series. And it it took a while for me to warm up to it because it was a little different from what I'm used to. But I have to say, I, I've really come around. I really like it now. I, I watched I watched the whole of season two, 
and it, it, it's really I found it quite enjoyable. So, listener, that's a recommendation that I have for you. Go go out and watch The Tick. It's a lot of fun. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I haven't even given it a chance at all, but uh, we'll mm-hmm. do now. Yeah. Yep. I used to, when I ran track, cross country specifically, when I would, I wasn't very good. I want to put that out right up top. But when I ran cross country, when I would run into the woods, if which was not, you know, not that far into our, the, the majority of our run when I ran cross country track in high school was in the woods of Van Cortland Park. So that, that was, uh, anyway, when, when I was, Entering the woods, I would shout out the Tick's battle cry of Spoon! (laughs) If nothing else, I guess it was a little psychological warfare, but it made me feel better. Well done, sir. And you never know, there might have been a bear lurking or something. So they always say make a lot of noise. Mm -hmm. Great way way to do it. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, that's all I have. How... how, uh, (laughs) Anything that you'd care to mention before we go into the show proper? Um, no, but thank you for the opportunity. Much appreciated. Oh, actually, you know what? I uh, just want to give a shout out to uh, an LIQ player that is on the mend. So mm. uh, Brett Hitman Hart, um, American Rhino, told me what happened. There was an injury during a game. And uh, so heal up, buddy. Get well soon. Not, not the actual Brett the Hitman Hart. No, our own, our own LIQ, yeah. <laughs> Br- Brett the Hitman Barrow, I guess, would yes. be... More accurate, former guest here on Hit the Deck. True, true. So, uh, yeah, friend of the show. And, you know, it, it just goes to show that no matter how careful you are and, and, you know, no matter how friendly a game you're playing, you can always get hurt. Breddy accidentally got tripped just chasing after a ball, and he landed hard on his elbow, and mm, and he's got a, a long recovery ahead of him. So feel bad about that, but, you know, just uh, be careful out there because – you know, it's like anything. It, it's it's a real sport, and you can get hurt. So just be careful. So the, that being said, what do you say we jump right into the program proper here, James? Sounds good. And thank you for the save. I accidentally said uh, Hitman Heart. So yeah. thank you, sir. Yeah, no worries. So that that's what I'm here for, James. That's you know, what what good would I be as a goalie if I were not to make a save? So um, unfortunately. <laughs> I give you too much practice, but still, thank you for coming up to the task all the time. Well, James, would you please give me some practice uh, by by telling me what's on deck for this podcast? Yes, sir, Coach. Thank you. Hockey Tutors, an online media company known as Hockey Tutorial, puts together some incredibly fascinating hockey-related documentaries. In one of their latest installments, Hockey Tutorial sits down with the father of Titan Hockey Sticks, Mr. Ante Yossi Titula. It's a must-watch for any hockey fan, engineer, and Titan fan. You know, people just like the American Rhino and me. Thunderbolt of Lightning. Guide to the Thunder is a program run by the Tampa Bay Lightning that introduces teens to hockey, and of course it features deck. And hockey players are tough. The cup playoffs are just underway, and the stories of NHLers playing with fresh stitches Broken bones and one eye are all very true. That toughness is inherited throughout the entire hockey family, from the pros to we amateurs. There's even a story about a deck player being hit by a car and not even getting a scratch. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. 
Thunderbolt of lightning, very, very frightening me. Galileo, 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 Galileo Figaro Magnifico. <laughs> yeah, just for the record, um, I know because of Bohemian Rhapsody that all of a sudden everybody loves Queen. Uh, the American Rhino has always been a loyal Queen fan, and we've talked about that in the podcast past. But uh, this is our turn for tapping the stick to Queen again. But we didn't need to be on any bandwagon to do so. But well done there, Mr. American Rhino. I'll just give you a uh, thank you, James. Uh, that was nowhere near anywhere close to anything that did justice to Freddie Mercury or was anything that anyone would want to listen to. So I, I don't, you know, I don't take any credit for that. But I am, as you said, a, a long, long time Queen fan. And here's a pro tip for you, listener, if you're only a casual Queen fan, for a song, one of my favorite Queen songs that flies way under the radar. It's a song called It's Late from the News of the World album. It's uh, like, it's really kind of heart-grabbing, you know, deep, raw kind of track that uh, that has some, some great rock notes and, and just kind of... Mm. It's uh, I, I love it. It's it's one of my favorite songs and it's underrated. So so go out and give It's Late by Queen a listen when you have a chance. That's my recommendation for Queen. Very cool. Thank you. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. So that yeah. that being said, why don't we uh, why don't we get into some hockey talk? Yeah. So speaking of one love to another, uh, again, if you've listened to the podcast in the past, you know how obsessed I am with Titan brand hockey sticks and was very excited when they kind of reintroduced Titan. I know Reebok, I think, bought the Yofa, which was the parent company of Titan. So they did come out recently over the last couple of years with uh, Titan brand sticks, but I don't think they're the authentic thing. But anyway, I do have some good old Titan sticks from the mid-90s. And uh, fast forward to now, this online media company known as Hockey Tutorial Again, they really do a great job of, uh, of documentaries, and they're on YouTube, and you can find them on, on follow them on Twitter and Instagram and, and the whole deal, but particularly on YouTube, they come up with some excellent documentaries, and this, one of the latest ones they featured, which is something that I just ate up because I didn't know half of this stuff, was they sat down with the man that invented the Titan hockey stick himself. What was that name again, James? Yeah, I, I apologize for this. Anti Yossi Titola, I believe. Uh, is Titola! Uh. <laughs> yeah, the man is from Finland and he's the real deal. <laughs> and that's where Titan was born, the hockey stick. And it, it, it's only a 35 minute long documentary. And it's really um, shot very well, HD. Wasn't thrilled with the music in it, but that's because I'm an old man. And so we'll, we'll, we'll go on with that. But really so fascinating and, and genuine. So I definitely recommend that you go watch it whenever you get a chance. And we'll, we'll put links up, which we did when it was uh, dropped, I don't know, a few weeks ago. Because the Hit the Deck, we follow Hockey Tutorial on their venues, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So we watched the documentary itself when it was dropped. But just to recommend it for you, if you didn't see it, please do. Especially again, if, if you love hockey equipment as much as Gary and I do, and um, particularly the Titan brand, uh, it's just absolutely fascinating. First of all, Mr. Titola says how he invented the stick in 1966. I had no idea that Titan hockey sticks were that old. What did they play with before then? 
<laughs> yeah, well, they, they, they did have hockey sticks, but the brilliance of this engineer, and he is an engineer, which is why he was able to make these sticks and why, personally for me, and I guess if you're a Titan fan out there, one of the reasons why I love the brand so much, the authentic Titan, is that they were so durable. And he goes into why they were. Obviously, he had superstars that uh, used Titan sticks, uh, none other than Wayne Gretzky, Mike Bossy. For all you Islander fans out there and at the recording of this podcast, a great first victory for the Islanders in their um, playoff bid so far. And Theo Fleury. So two of my all-time favorite hockey players, Gretzky and Fleury, each use Titan sticks. So coincidence? I don't know, but that was it for me. <laughs> so I've been a loyal fan as long as I've ever been a player. I use that term loosely. And so he goes through it. And, and the reason why he came up with the sticks is he was a hockey player and, and, and so on and so forth. But he was making skis, which were also named Titan. And the engineering that went into making these skis was fascinating. And he said, figured, well, you know, I play hockey and sticks are always breaking. So maybe I could use that technology and apply it to hockey sticks, which he did. And that was back in 1966. And the rest is history. So uh, really, I, I enjoyed this. This I've, I've watched it a couple of times, this documentary, and it was really quite fascinating. All right. Well, that's remarkable. That's a, that's a remarkable story. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, I have more, too. Uh, I could talk the whole podcast about it, but I'll try and sum it up. And, and thank you, American Rhino, for your patience. Yeah, they, they sold over 15 million Titans. At one point, there were over 500 different blade patterns. Hmm. Uh, again, yeah. And, and which, fast forward to now, again, Mr. Titula is involved with a new company called Pama. And again, they are based in Finland. So he's making excellent hockey sticks with his engineering genius to this day. Obviously, they don't have 500 blades anymore because it was expensive. And at the time, NHLers were really specific with exactly what they wanted. And there's different toes and and lengths and um, uh, patterns and curves. It's crazy. It's really. But now they've kind of narrowed it down to maybe a handful comparatively. You know, they should really all you need. They should try Dollar Shave Club. They have a lot of blades for a very reasonable price. That's true. I, and I am a, a member of the Dollar Shave Club, thanks to my brother. So yeah, good good point there, American Rhino. As am I, though not thanks to your brother. <laughs> and yeah, so one of the reasons why Titan was so popular was, again, because they signed Gretzky to a huge contract. And he was really easy, as we've talked about in the past with Gretzky's book, 99 Stories of the NHL or whatever uh, the title of the book was, his latest one that came out a few years ago. He was talking about that, which, again, I ate up. But Gary and I thought it was hysterical because he wasn't. And, and Mr. Titula talked about this, too, is that Gretzky wasn't specific at all. He was like, give me this, that, and the other thing. And he was fine. He, he didn't have to be meticulous. He didn't have to tweak nothing. He was just that good. It didn't really matter what he had uh, to use, skates, helmet, whatever. He was just, he was the great one. But I mean, getting guys like Mike Bossy, uh, 50 goal scorer every year, amazing career that gentleman had. Islander legend, Theo Fleury, personally for me, one of the things I loved about Fleury is that uh, he was a littler guy, but he played like a giant and uh, tough, tough as nails too. The fact that these men use Titan and a bunch of other players too, but that's what sold it for me. And that's why I'll always be a Titan fan. And um, as Gary named my sticks, because I was always referring to my first one, my authentic ASD 10,000 as number one, because that was my number one stick, you know, 
He said, just call it Riker for uh, Star Trek. And that's what gave birth to naming my sticks after first officers of Star Trek. So thank you, American. Actually, I just I asked you if it, if you did call it Riker and you, you just you said, oh, that's a good name. I'll call it that. Well, yeah, I wasn't I'm not so enough. insistent. No, no, I'm sorry about that to, to uh, kind of exaggerate a little bit. But yeah, my, my brain isn't that clever. So thank you for putting one and one together. And, <laughs> and yeah, and even doing some work on Old Man, too, because uh, it was a little too short. But the American Rhino made it uh, the proper length. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's all right. So is Esri. <laughs> that's a... Uh... That that's 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 a thinker. That's one that only Deep Space Nine fans will get. Yeah, we're not. Uh, if you don't know, then shame on you. <laughs> no, <laughs> well come done, on. American. Everyone's allowed to have their own interest. All right. Um, and speaking of interests and the development thereof, so James, as we kind of uh, joked about in shortly after the on deck with my 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 terrible butchering of a, a, a classic the lightning have started a program which nurtures and develops the interest in hockey and specifically deck hockey absolutely this is something that just gets us really excited so well done especially in florida where obviously it's much warmer so uh, it just really makes sense to promote the beautiful game of hockey with deck hockey and that's what they did the best part about it is to promote it. It's for teenagers and middle school age kids in the Bay Area of, uh, of Tampa. Um, so what they do is they go right into gym class and play deck hockey and, and ball hockey. And uh, the, the kids just love it. They give them gear and everything. Um, it's fantastic. And uh, it's a win-win for the Lightning because not only and, – and congratulations to the Lightning, by the way, for 128 point season and the 62 wins unfortunately that means nothing in the postseason because at the recording of this podcast they lost the first game of their postseason but it's a long way to go so don't don't get nervous uh hockey fans out there in in tampa um uh, (laughs) anyway (laughs) that uh so yeah so they get these kids that maybe wouldn't be hockey fans otherwise get them on the hook and uh just like for the american rhino and i just fall in love with it pretty much immediately did they touch the president's trophy? Was that a thing they did? I don't know. I didn't see the footage when it was presented, mm-hmm. but a lot of yeah, that's a great point. A lot of teams just will not touch it mm-hmm. because of yes. I I would bet that they didn't, but I don't know. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see how they do cuz cuz it, you know, that will determine whether or not they touched it. Yeah, because and again too, just on a little bit of a tangent, the Lightning have been such a great consistent team for many years. I'm not even going far as back as the uh, I believe they won the Cup in 04, but you know, they've been especially getting to the Stanley Cup final uh, and, and they're always the road to besides Pittsburgh in the East was through Tampa. So, we'll see how it goes, but uh, I think they, they do deserve it. They've had great defenses in the past. So let's see if they all put it together with their enormous offense and all the ex-Rangers on their team, by the way. Yeah. And speaking of Pittsburgh, I know we, we haven't really talked about the NHL playoffs at all, barring this little bit that we're talking about now with the Lightning. But uh, I, ju- I just want to say I'm actually pulling for the Islanders this year to go all the way because, well, I have my reasons. But you know what? I'd actually like to see that happen. Much as it pains me as a Rangers fan to say that. I'm going to set all that aside 
and and you know put forward my well wishes for that god bless you sir and, and i'm following you 100 percent. and uh yeah that was a great atmosphere back in the nassau coliseum and they hosted their first because uh, they are they were the higher seed than the pittsburgh penguins they hosted their first postseason nhl game uh, at the coliseum i believe in about 30 years 31 years or something like that so because they usually weren't the home team when they did make the playoffs in the last few years and going back to nassau it just it, it looked right it sounded right it felt right so yeah good good for the islanders and you know we are rooting for you here at hdd yeah and uh, i don't know what the playoff bracket is set up for but it's entirely possible that those islanders could face the lightning in the eastern conference final as a matter of fact, you are correct, sir. So yep. if that were to happen, then, you know, the Lightning, in addition to having won the President's Trophy, might have the edge due to their deck hockey experience. That's true. So as we're complimenting the, uh, excuse me, we're complimenting the Lightning, we are rooting for the Islanders. So whatever. Um, we're rooting for everybody. We're supposed to be partial here. So sorry. But we have our special reasons why you know, we hope the Islanders go all the way. But anyway, getting back to Tampa. Yes, the best way to get kids involved, and again, we, we've talked about this many times, is through deck hockey or ball hockey because you don't have to worry about skating. You can learn how to stick handle, and it's a much easier way to handle the ball when it's not bouncing around than it is to try and handle a puck on ice. Uh, so you can still get the basics down, you get the camaraderie, you get the rules, you get the skills, and then what this program does called the guide the thunder is that they go from the beginning to wherever they want to go. These kids. So uh, a lot of kids are even wanting to be NHLers in the future. One of the participants was a, a figure skater and um, I think he was skating since he was around three. And then when the lightning came to the school, he fell in love with hockey and uh, who knows, maybe he'll, he'll go all the way in the future. And that figure skater in question, his name was Matto, Matto, Matto. <laughs> no relation. That's incredible. It's not as far as I know. Okay. Matto Joseph, it looks like. Very cool. So yeah, so we'll, we'll keep our uh, eyes and ears out for that young man. And again, it's great. As the Lightning say, it's win-win because you're getting more fans involved. And when you're a team as good and consistently good as the Tampa Bay Lightning, it's kind of easy because bandwagons like to be front runners and, and join a team that is successful. But to have the care to promote the game and, and give away free gear as well, take all the excuses out of it. It's, it's great for the sport and for the kids too. It's just another discipline. And it promotes staying in school, by the way, it teaches you how to balance your life and you know, getting your homework done and paying attention, getting ready for tests, and then rewarding yourself by uh, after school, running out and playing some deck hockey or street hockey or ice hockey. Yeah, you know, I will say the one one of the cool things about this program is a lot of teams host ball hockey programs and clinics and what have you, as we've elaborated on here on the podcast many times. But those clinics and things are usually outside of school on the weekends or, you know, what have you. This one is incredibly cool because the team actually comes in and takes over the school's P.E. class for a day. And uh, just as an aside here, I, I don't like I've seen it referred to as P.E. in, you know, movies and on television and stuff. But for, when I was growing up, it was just gym. 
it was always just gym. Like, I know PE stands for physical education, so maybe on the report card it said phys ed or something, but it was just gym. Who calls it PE? Exactly. That's just the world we live in. Oh, by the way, uh, pardon the tangent and going back to another sport. My name is James, and I don't like being called Jim. So I don't know if, if people named Jim were offended, even though it's spelled completely differently. I don't know. Being a little sarcastic there, by the way. But uh, MLB, in 150 plus years that professional baseball has been around, they've referred to injured players as being on the disabled list. Mm-hmm. This This year, they're changing it to the injured list or something. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I remember hearing some. I thought I was under the impression it was two different lists. Is it just they've replaced disabled list with injured list? That's what I heard. That's my understanding. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. yeah. Baseball's got a whole bunch of weird rule changes they're going through right now. So I, I'm not entirely happy with it, but you know, it is what it is. We're, we're not owners or players, so we don't get a vote. No, but again, that, that when you mentioned that nonsense of, I agree, it's gym class. I don't know why you can't say gym class anymore. That kind of uh, set me off for that other little thing that got under my skin. So. so, and just as a reminder to you, the listener, if you are ever trying to address James, don't mess with Jim. <laughs> Or else you're going to have a rhino to deal with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something like that. But uh, we don't we don't want to offend James. It's James. He's James. Thank you very much. It's Regal. James. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I just don't have the personality of being a Jimmy. I, somebody cool and fun and the life of the party, you call those guys Jimmy. I'm, I'm too stuck up to be anything but James. Or as I sometimes refer to you in jest when I greet you, uh, something to the effect of, hey, big Jim, Jim, Jiminy, Jimbo, James. That's fine. All right. So you can apparently refer to him as big Jim, Jim, Jiminy, Jimbo, James, if, you, if you're if you so inclined. <laughs> it's a little bit of a mouthful, but if he's cool with it, go nuts. Yeah. And if you find yourself in Tampa, go check out the Guide the Thunder program. <laughs> and if you find James in Tampa, first of all, talk about a needle in a haystack. Good for you. Second of all, hey, Big Jim Jam Jiminy Jimbo James, wear your sunscreen. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, the, the American Rhino has a habit of uh, coming up with awesome jerseys and getting them for me. So I don't know if that's going to fit on the back of a jersey. <laughs> Please don't try. Well, you know what, <laughs> James, it is it's clear it's clear from, you know, my my nicknames and my silly uh, things that I inflict on you that you can endure just about anything. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that 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 certainly goes down to your toughness as a hockey player. Yeah, man. As we're saying that deck hockey is a great step on the uh, way to graduating through other forms of hockey. Mm-hmm. But uh <laughs> You can keep talking. I'm just going to yeah, hump yeah, yeah, off in circumstances. Gotcha, gotcha. Thank you. But um, believe it or not, if you're a deck player, you're pretty much as tough as the NHLers. Uh, got a little story for you. But before we go into that, you know, the American Rhino himself is a goalie, plays on concrete, and has not one but two knee braces on his knees. And that doesn't stop him from playing his guts out in the heat or the extreme cold. So, um, deck players, yes, we, right. we are tough. And um, quick story, <laughs> I got hit by a car, and um, I'm not dead. 
That must have been some hockey game. The the really weird Car! thing is that's exactly yeah I didn't hear I didn't get out of the way game <laughs> on yeah um, and I apparently make a very ugly hood ornament by the way that uh, it wasn't even the hardest I've been hit in my life believe it or not there was one time which which we I think we talked about in the podcast uh, that uh, I was playing roller hockey once and I got checked so hard that my gloves even came flying off I just really. Uh, I got hit harder then than I did by the car. But what happened was... It's like something out of um, a movie. Yes, exactly. I was uh, parked on a narrow street. And uh, it was an avenue, though. And I was just checking my brakes in in because I drive a Ford. So on the driver's side, which was on the street side, and a car was going about 30 miles an hour. It looked like a little Hyundai or Toyota. It wasn't a big car. You know, th- thank God it wasn't a truck or something. And uh, whoever the driver was, was going about 30 miles an hour and, and knocked. I was bent down in a crouch position and hit me in the back, kind of like in the kidney area. And um, if I was better balanced, I don't even think I would have fallen over. But the way it hit me and, and I was on one, you know, I wasn't really on a knee. It knocked me over and I fell over to my side, mm. uh, bounced right back up. And I was more in shock than anything else. But and couldn't believe it. And of course, the, the, the goon that was driving didn't even slow down, didn't even bother to uh, see what had happened, just kept speeding along like the fool that he or she was. And uh, I didn't get a good look at the license plate either, because one, I was in shock two the sun was glaring and um, the guy sped off or girl, whatever. But uh, bottom line was I didn't get hurt which was amazing. Uh, again, I guess just the way I got hit. It was a couple of weeks ago. It was the, the morning of opening day for baseball. So it was uh, March 28th. And um, so I had a heavy jacket on because it was pretty cold. So I think that definitely helped me too. But uh, for you hockey players out there, you know, if you're playing roller hockey or again, as we just said, for what happened with poor Brett, is that uh, deck hockey, you get knocked around and, and, and beaten up too, which is part of the fun. You know, just as long as you have the right gear on, you know, make sure you wear your your helmets and um, elbow and knee pads and shin guards and whatever else you need. Especially if you're a goalie, you got to have all the stuff, especially if you're playing against slap shots and whatnot. But uh, but yeah, man, we, we are a tough breed and uh, it's something that we should be proud of. And we should enc- I don't encourage anybody trying this out, by the way. Uh, don't test it too much. We don't need any daredevils or anybody doing anything stupid. But we are tougher than we think the human body, and um, it's just inherited when, as we said, the NHL playoffs started right now, and those stories are all true. Players playing with broken legs and getting cut up and hit by the puck and coming right back out and not missing a shift. It's, um, I don't know, it's just a passion, and you need to be tough in this world, and uh, especially when you're playing hockey. And that was a true story. It really happened, and uh, I'm, I'm okay. I, I didn't even tell anybody about it before pitching the story to the American Rhino. Yeah, and, he, uh, emailed me, he emailed me the on deck for this week's show, and I said, you got hit by a car? Why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> like... <laughs> this is this is the kind of knowledge I would expect to learn. Yeah, well, I, you know, uh, the American Rhino is so good and kind. I didn't want you to get nervous because God's honest truth, I was fine. I, I was expecting that, oh, maybe the pain's going to kick in because the adrenaline was flowing. But no, uh, I, again, like I said, the front fender hit my uh, backside, like the, the kidney area, just knocked over. I didn't even scratch my uh, pants or anything and literally no scratches on my body or anything. It just... I bounce back up and, and and that was it so pretty amazing i mean i've talked this was like two weeks ago i've spoken with you multiple times and i spent like 10 hours with you on sunday so 
<laughs> yes. I you could have mentioned it at some point. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I didn't want to make it look like I was fishing for sympathy or whatever the case was. But uh, the, really, you know, it was better to see that I was fine. That you know, I wasn't just saying it. All right. Uh, yeah. Fair um, enough. Ironically, I work in a hospital, but I didn't need to go in as a patient. So that was nice. That is good. So uh, <laughs> I, I will say, though, that kind of bringing it back around to to what we're talking about and you know what this is a podcast is about so you know in sports like football and wrestling and and hockey which are full contact sports they say that in terms of trauma and impact to the body you know a lot of those hits are equivalent to being in a car crash so it it, it is not that unusual for the body to bounce back from something of that magnitude in in these situations. So, you know, I, I think the the actual literal being hit by a car is is just kind of, you know, the, the fact that you were able to shrug it off is, is is in keeping with the physical toll that hockey takes on players. Yeah, and we're being a little tongue-in-cheek here, too. So, again, we just want to emphasize don't test that. Uh, don't think you're Superman or Superwoman or Wonder Woman or anything like that out there, okay? Captain um, Marvel. And you're Right. Yeah, wow. Which I just saw that movie the other night with my wife. It was a lot of fun. Very Yeah, my brother took uh, his daughter to see it, too, and, and they enjoyed it very much. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, it, I also heard that it uh, out. it's the number one female superhero movie of all time, which... I think the only other one was Wonder Woman. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty, a low bar to clear. Yeah, but still, that, that, that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. But uh, but anyway, yeah, just the, just the way I got hit, it was uh, obviously could have been a million times worse. Uh, it was but, more of a glance than I was going to say. You just got clipped, kind of. Exactly. Yeah. And, Did it and leave really, any? I, I keep talking over you. I'm sorry. Did it leave oh any God, bruises or anything? No, it it scuffed my jacket. But uh, as for my body, no, I didn't see any bruises that night when I got home. Was it your uh, Mets jacket? The, no, I didn't. I had my Mets cap on. Oh, which good. Did not fall off my head. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe maybe the whoever was driving saw that and said, well, "Let me knock this guy over because that's what meth fans have to endure is we're always bouncing back and and <laughs> dealing with nonsense." But again, you know, it, it just it could have been much much worse. It just kind of glanced me more than anything else, but the fact that the driver didn't even stop or hesitate and continued going about 30 miles an hour uh, really irked me, but unfortunately I didn't get the license plate number, but there was no need to uh, make a stink about it but no no bruises just my my i hope i left a big dent on on the uh fender by the way of the uh the fool that drove off but other than that i guess i just chalk it up to really honestly to being used to playing hockey because blocking shots and, and diving and all that sliding stuff, on concrete I, yeah you know um and, and i'm 40 years old going to be 41 pretty soon and the uh body you deal with pain a lot better the older you get because of little nagging injuries and back problems and all that. So it was just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but uh, again, I wasn't facing a Ford truck or, or anything like that or anybody going 50 miles an hour getting hit head on. None of that nightmare. So just being a little sarcastic here. But it was true. I did get hit by a car and, and didn't get a scratch. All right. Well, we're, we're all glad to hear that, James. Good for you. I appreciate Good it. Job. Thank you. <laughs> Have you considered that you might be a superhero? No, no. Yeah, this is not Unbreakable or whatever. Um, what was that? Uh, M. Night Shyamalan? I think movie? I think that was Unbreakable is the movie you're referring okay. to. Yes. Yeah. And the, so, uh, the, the like 20 year later sequel Glass, I think it was, right? Yes. Which I, I never, I have not yet seen. Nor have I. 
But uh, anyway, yes. So that that is good. But speaking of you know jerks and bruises and and fools, I think uh, we'll we'll wrap this up this podcast with what could potentially be the last for a while edition of this week in gritty. This week in gritty. So, oh gritty. So to close out the season. There, there's only a few things here, but worth mentioning since, again, this is, you know, the, the regular season is over for the NHL. The Flyers did not make the playoffs. So, you know, who knows when we'll see Gritty again. But uh, so first off, a, a non-Gritty specific story, a Gritty adjacent story. And that is apparently, you know, in his pervasiveness and weirdness gritty has now become the symbol for an anti-harassment campaign on the streets of philadelphia there are posters up that have gritty dressed as like similar to Smokey the bear for some reason and the poster uh says something to the effect of only you can stop street harassment so uh, the the idea is to to stop like cat calling women and and you know harassing women on the street which is admirable because you know ladies shouldn't have to put up with that nonsense but the fact that they've made gritty the face of this campaign i i don't even know what to think it's attention getting true but um uh, okay that, that, that that's fine but um this coming a little bit of a hypocrite here because um mr gritty has been quite unkind to children Yes, but he doesn't speak, so he, so he hasn't catcalled anyone. Fair enough. Okay, you got me there. Although he does do that weird twerky grind thing with his <laughs> his grunular region, and he did streak during that's, the outdoor. That's true. Game. He did streak. I'm sure there are some states where he could get put on a list where he'd have to go door to door or something like that. <laughs> but as you say. It is Philadelphia, so sure good is. point, American right now. And Gritty's last active bit of business for this season, he, so at the Wells Fargo Center, where these things tend to happen at a Flyers home game, I don't know if it was the last Flyers home game, it, it could have been, but it was a recent Flyers home game. And at one of the intermissions, you know Gritty is fond of going out on the ice and, and mixing it up with people. So in this particular instance, he decided to take on a passel of goalies. And it started with him basically getting into a fight and pummeling a goalie who was dressed in, you know, goalie gear with one of those old school Jason masks. And he so he pounds him down to the ice and then he decides to skate out to the other end of the ice where he is met by a flock. I, I can only describe it as a flock of goalies because they were in like your standard flying V bowling pin pattern. And th- there was like 10 of them. And so or close to it. And, and so they all skate at him. You know, he's at the tip of the wedge and he just kind of bowls into them and shoves them all down as he meets them head on. Now, I call foul because if there are, you know, like 10 goalies that are skating at you in formation, I don't care how menacing Gritty is. Inertia is going to take over. I I contend that these goalies took a dive. 
I think these were paid off. These these goalies. Agreed. No no doubt about it. And then and he were kinda, they children too? By the way, I'm sorry. No, no, they were adults. They were fully grown. Okay. I'm assuming men, perhaps women also. You know, it's tough to tell with all that gear. But uh, yeah, no, it was just fully grown adults. And then he kind of skated over to the corner where there were like three goalies cowering in terror. And then went back over to the goalies that were still kind of lying on the ground and half getting up and like gave him another shove and kind of lorded over them. But jerk. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I don't, what is that supposed to represent? What, what is like, oh, Gritty is, is a mighty monster who can throw down with, I, I don't like, I don't get it. it if it's, if I doubt. I don't think it was real because, you know, it's dumb and implausible. So I'm discounting that as a possibility. So I'm assuming it was entertainment, but that doesn't entertain me. Like, I'm not entertained. I don't get it. You, me, and everybody else, quite frankly. And the fact that it's a goalie, too, so really hitting in your wheelhouse. But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of glad that uh, for... A couple of reasons the Flyers did not make the playoffs, but particularly because hopefully there'll be no more gritty. Although I do thoroughly enjoy this week in gritty and how you walk us through his hijinks every week. Yeah, well, uh, I'm I'm sad to say that that may in fact have to be postponed for a while you know, until next season, perhaps even because in a letter, an open letter to the fans that gritty posted on his Twitter account, gritty kind of seemed to indicate that this might be it for him for a while. He 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 thanked the fans for all of their support and all the great times that they had this season. He suggested that perhaps he's going to take the summer and and maybe go on a, a summer diet and slim down, you know, work out some. Uh, I, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know what's if they'll change the costume or or what have you. But, uh, you know, uh, who knows? Oh, you know what? I, I forgot one thing. I forgot to mention one thing, one very important thing, and shame on me, from the, the goalie fight. And I apologize. I'll get back to the letter in a minute. But uh, Gritty, remarkably, he, he, he did it again. He changed the color of his belly button. In this case, it was neon green. What? Yes. Is that, that's three different colors, correct? Three that I've seen, yes. Oh, jeez. I don't, yeah. But I just, I thought that was a salient fact that people would want to know. <laughs> So, Thank you. Yeah, no problem. So anyway, this letter. So yeah, he says he's he's going to take the summer. He's going to do some work on himself, maybe, and and uh, you know come back in in the fall for the new season. And in typical gritty fashion, he ended it with a threat to the Flyer fans. <laughs> to the Flyer fans. Yeah, he he basically said, you know, come on out. You know, I, we had we had all this time, these fun times this season. Uh, I look forward to seeing all of you come out again next season with that kind of spirit and passion that you showed this year. And if you don't, there's going to be trouble. (laughs) Oh, wow. There's a, okay. (laughs) So there you go. Flyers fans. If you don't come out and support gritty, this is like an extortion racket. If you don't support gritty, you know, uh, it's a nice arena you got there. Shame if something happened to it. (laughs) <laughs> well put american rhino yeah well as i said it might be the last time in a while but this has been this week in gritty this week in gritty. 
And that's going to do it for another episode of Hit the Deck. So, Sir Pops, if you would be so kind. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thank you, thank you. So we are going to end this podcast in the usual way, and, and that is to thank you, Pops, for being the voice of the podcast. Thank you to Anthony Sejazi for music, the LIQ for sound effects. Thank you always to you, dear listener, for listening, for 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 fulfilling your role in this equation. You know, we 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 do the talking, you do the listening. That's how these things typically work. But if you would like to do more than listen, if you'd like to reach out to us, get in touch with us, become a part of the conversation, please feel free to do so. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at hit the deck. Deck is spelled D-E-K. Hit the deck at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at hit the deck pod. And of course, on Facebook and Instagram, we are at hit the deck, our YouTube channel is hit the deck podcast. And if you would do us the solid of subscribing there and subscribing to this podcast and any of your pod platforms of choice, be it Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes, whatever, wherever, we would really, really appreciate that if you would do us the honor. James, is there anything you'd care to add? Yes, thank you. And uh, just something that we forget to do every now and again is thank the new listeners and the new followers that come across HTD and follow us on Facebook and uh, Instagram and Twitter. So we appreciate that very, very much. And please spread the word. Thank you very, very much for that. I just Uh, saw your sister-in-law started following us. Oh, wow. Very cool. (laughs) We finally made made it, James. Yeah. All right. Congratulations, sir. And yeah, looking for places to play deck, please check out the Columbus Deck Hockey Association, Charlotte Street Hockey League, the Raleigh Street Hockey League, the VAR Hockey League, and our own LIQ. And of course, uh, don't forget to donate to LaGrange Hockey and Eileen Mesler and her teammates to get over to Slovakia and represent Team USA. Mm-hmm. Thank you, James. Much obliged. Thank you, sir. So with that being said, I think we'll we'll end this the way we always do. And that is namely to say that whether you are watching a documentary about the sticks that you grew up with or watching a reimagining of a show about a blood-sucking parasite that you grew up with, whether you are hitting the street to teach kids about ball hockey or hitting the ground after being struck by a car, regardless of where you find yourself and what you find yourself doing, I'd always encourage you to remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. Well done. I mean, that's what it's all about, so. Mm-hmm. You put your comments in, you take the um-uhs out, you put your comments in, and you BS all about. You do some hit the deck and end your podcast all about. That's what it's all about. Hockey pokey. Well worth it.